to introduce the new series, and I want the graphics team to work on that for next week and start rolling it from maybe Monday or Tuesday next week, not on Thursday. And it's titled Concerning Spiritual Gifts. Concerning Spiritual Gifts. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I took those words directly from the Bible. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Okay, so it starts with the word now. So that's how you write it. Now concerning spiritual gifts. That will be the title. Uh, because I want to talk about the gift of the spirit. Now, let's, let's go from verse 1. Paul the apostle wrote this by the help of the Holy Spirit. To teach the church another dimension of the Holy Spirit. While some of us know the fruit of the Spirit, and we can reel them out of hand, some of us have not been introduced to another dimension of the Spirit called the gifts of the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit. You know, when you talk about spiritual gifts, sometimes some people think if you can sing, you know, or you can act drama, that's a spiritual gift. That's not what the Bible talks about. Those are media through which your gift can be expressed. But concerning spiritual gifts, we'll look at the gift. There are nine of them. Just like the fruit also. Nine of them. And I wonder, Lord, why the number nine? But you know, the Bible is the book of numbers. How come that when a woman gets pregnant, under normal circumstances, the period of pregnancy to birth is also nine months? That is the time of life that God has designed for that to happen. The time of delivery. Now, let's look at this. 1 Corinthians 12. From verse 1, Paul the Apostle wrote, Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. And that's what I'm going to deal with tonight. But I will read further, then come back here. I would not have you ignorant. Verse 2, Ye know that ye were Gentiles, carried away unto these dumb idols, even as you were led. Wherefore, I give you to understand, that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed. And that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord but by the Holy Ghost. Now, there are diversities of gifts but the same Spirit. Now, there are certain words we need to repeat in this series. And I want us to start from tonight. Now, say there are diversities of gifts but the same Spirit. Next verse. He said, and there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. I'd like you to repeat that. Now, he said earlier, diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. Now, he's saying there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. Now, we'll look at the diversities of gifts. We'll also look at the differences of administrations in the weeks to come. Now, the next verse, verse 6. And there are diversities of operations. But it is the same God which worketh all in all. I'd like you to say there are diversities of operations. So notice those words. One, diversities of gifts, but the same Holy Spirit. So there are no nine Holy Spirits, even though there are nine gifts. There's only one Spirit. It's the same Holy Ghost. Working in different people. Giving them as he wills, as he wants to use them. 
So, diversities of gifts, differences of administrations, but the same Lord, and then diversities of operations. Verse 7. He said, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit without. What does this mean? Does it mean for us to make personal profit? Not essentially. But to bring profit to the kingdom of God. We are who we are to, to bring profit to the kingdom of God. We have received grace. We have received gifts. So that our lives can be a plus to the kingdom. We are ambassadors of the kingdom. We are not cut out to be selfish. We are meant to bring profiting to the kingdom of God. Our lives ought to bring glory to God. And in the process of doing that, we also will experience personal profit. Can I have an amen to that? So we are not all out because I want this gift. I want this gift because if I have this gift and I give prophecy, I give prophecy and it comes to pass, I will make a lot of money. No. And that's why many are in the ministry today. That's why they've turned ministry to business. They graduate from school, there's no job, they open the church. Church has become business. And they'll tell you, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit without. They are quoting the Bible, but they are quoting it upside down. They are interpreting it upside down. Next verse. Photo one. Now, look, let's, now we're beginning to look at the gifts. What are these gifts? Photo one is given by the Spirit, the word of wisdom. Somebody say word of wisdom. That's number one. Number two, to another, the word of knowledge. Somebody say word of knowledge. Please, let's make it participatory. Say word of knowledge. By the same spirit. So, if you give to Falake, word of wisdom. But then, to Shade, a younger sister, word of knowledge. They are not two different Holy Spirits. It's the same Holy Spirit. Why does he do that? Let's go on. Verse 9. To another faith by the same spirit. I'll come back here. This is the gift of special faith. Every believer has faith. But the one he's talking about here is special faith. And we'll come back there later. To another, that's number three, to another, the gift of healing. That's number four, by the same spirit. Now, when the Bible talks about the gift of healing, you might think uh, all believers are supposed to be able to carry out healing. According to Mark 16, 17, and this sign shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. If they drink anything deadly, shall not by any means hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Is that not healing? Yes, that is healing. But this is talking about the gift of healing. And we'll look at it also in the weeks to come. By the same spirit. Verse 10. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, descending of spirits. Descending of spirits is different from discernment, general discernment. In general discernment, you might be able to discern people. You might be able to discern places. You might be able to discern the times and seasons. Like in 1 Chronicles 12, 32, there were some people called the men of Issachar. Who had an understanding of the times and seasons. And they told Israel what Israel ought to do. That is a discernment of the times and seasons. 
You'll find that in 1 Chronicles 12 and verse 32. He called them the men of Issachar, and he said, of their head, there were 200 men. There is also the discernment of people. When this is an operation in your life, you are able to scan people spiritually. You are able to feel them. You are able to feel their pulse or feel their spirit. For example, in Genesis 14, Abraham was coming from the slaughter of the kings. You remember that Lot, his brother, or Lot, his nephew, had separated from him, and where he pitched his tent was in Gomorrah, Sodom and Gomorrah. And the kings came, led by uh, Chedulauma, a very wicked king, and they took Lot and all his possessions and took everybody away. But then Abraham heard about it, and he went out with 318 uh, servants in his house that he had trained, and they went to fight against these four or five kings and discomfited them and won them and defeated them and recovered all. On his way back, he was coming with the people he rescued as well as the goods, the money, and everything that the enemy had stolen from them. A particular king approached him. He was described in the Bible as the, the king. Let's go to Genesis 14. I want to use the exact words. That guy was a type of Satan. The king of Sodom, verse 17. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him. Genesis 14 and verse 17. Went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of Chedulauma. Chedulauma was, that, was the, wicked, the, the most wicked of all the kings that came against Sodom and Gomorrah. And of the kings that were with him at the valley of Shaveh, which is the king's dale. Now, the king of Sodom came. But another person also came. Verse 18. And Melchizedek, the king of Salem. So there was the king of Sodom who came. But there was also the king of Salem who came. Sometimes, as a Christian, you might have two proposals. Two business proposals. And both of them look juicy. Like, okay, which one do I take? You need discernment. Sometimes, you might have two job offers. This one is going to be paying you in US dollars. This one will be paying you in, in pounds. And when you put it in the financial market, pounds has a higher value than USD. Or does he want you to stay in Nigeria? Any Naira? Everybody wants to Japan now. Now, it will take discernment. The same thing with our relationships. Ladies, you might have four brothers from the same church who are on your case. In certain settings, including pastors, pastors that are yet to marry, so you have a pastor on your case. You have the head of your ministry on your case. You have the head of ushering on your case. Who is always welcoming you as you are entering church every Sunday morning. Welcome sister. God bless you. Don't forget what we said. Don't forget what we are talking about. Now, but if you look at them. The pastor is there. Maybe pastor of a fellowship. Or maybe one of the assembly pastors. He's a nice man. The usher brother. He's a nice man. Your head of ministry. He's a nice man. Three of them born again. 
full of the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues. Now, is the Holy Ghost leading the three of them? Answer now. Is it the Holy Ghost that is leading the three of them? No. Somebody must have been led by the Holy Ghost. Maybe. And maybe none of them is being led by the Holy Ghost. Maybe your husband is in your department in school. Amen. So we need discernment. Now, it's not only for, for sisters. Brothers too. If you are very talented, you are outspoken, you, are, you dress well, you smell nice, you speak good English. There's a tendency also that uh, there will be sisters around you. Sisters who are receiving you. And some of them will text you and say, Thus yet the law. <laughs> it happens. These things happen. You need discernment. So Chedulama came, but the king of Sodom came first. Now look at this. Verse 18. Melchizedek, the king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine. And he was the priest of the Most High God. Notice, there was no meeting between them before now. Or at least the Bible didn't tell us that there was a meeting between Abraham and Melchizedek. But when Melchizedek came, he brought forth bread and wine. It sounds like what we use in a particular service called communion service. So he brought forth bread and wine. And he was the priest of the Most High God. But nobody introduced him to Abraham. Verse 19. And he blessed him. And said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God. Possessor of heaven and earth. I'm blessed. Now, he called Abraham possessor of heaven and earth right there. Then he went to God and said, I'm blessed be God, the most high God. This is El Elyon. That's the word translated most high God. I'm blessed be El Elyon who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And in response, Abraham gave him tithe of all. He paid tithe. Before now, it wasn't recorded in the previous 13 chapters that Abraham paid tithe to anybody. Or that there was a law that God gave Abraham that he had to pay tithe. But he paid tithe here. He gave him the tenth of all. The tithe. The, the tithe is the 10%. Who taught Abraham to do this? The same person that taught him to train the civilians in his house for the day of battle. Because they were civilians. They weren't soldiers. The same person who went with him to go and win a war against soldiers only with civilians. It has never been heard that civilians will go into a battle with, against soldiers and civilians will overpower the soldiers. What kind of sophisticated weapons were they carrying? Who taught them to fight? The wisdom of God. Somebody say the wisdom of God. Now, why did he give him tithe? After all, a king had come first. He didn't give him anything. Now, let's continue. And I'll come back here. Verse 21. And the king of Sodom said unto Abraham, Look at what the king of Sodom said when he came. In the earlier verse, the, the Bible only records that he came. Now, this verse is now telling us what he actually said when he came. He said to Abraham, 
give it the peasants and take the goods to yourself. He wanted an exchange. Give me the souls. You take the financial gain. This is exactly what the devil does. Till today, that's his ministry. To steal, to kill, and to destroy. The devil is giving people fame around the world. Some of your celebrities have sold their soul to Illuminati, to cults, just because they wanted fame. They wanted to be known. They want to be celebrated. They want to be called celebrities. So they join all kinds of cults. What do they do in those cults? They sell out. Sell out to the devil. Because the devil will take something from you to give you something. It's not like God. God doesn't need anything from you. Just your heart. The devil wants your soul. The devil wants your soul. And then he will give you the fame, the money, the whatever you want. But then your soul. Because he knows his final destination and he doesn't want to be bored. When he gets to hell, he doesn't want to be bored in hell. He wants to go with as many people as possible so they can have a party in hell. Till today, that is his job. Give me the persons. Give me your soul. You have to trade something for something. The Bible says in Proverbs 10.22, the blessing of the Lord makes rich. But then he adds no sorrows to it. The devil can also make rich because he steals from those who are unsuspecting and gives to the ones who ask him. But then he will steal their soul as well. Now, so, the king of Sodom said to him, give me the persons and you take the goods to yourself. And Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up my hand unto the Lord, the most high God, El Elyon, unto yad he the El Elyon, the possessor of heaven and earth. He recognized who the true possessor was. And so he returned that to him. He said, I've said to him, I've sworn my allegiance to God that I will not take from a thread even to a shoe lache, shoe lace, and that I will not take anything that is thine, anything that is yours, lest thou shouldest say, I have made Abraham rich. Mm -mm. I won't take it. Save only that which the young men have eaten, and, the, and that one is in their tummy. You can't take it from their tummy. And the portion of the men which went with me, Anna, Eshkol, and Mamre, let them take their portion. For me, I won't take any of your stuff. This is like the picture of a Christian who says, I will not bow down at the altar of evil just because I want to be known. Mm -mm. If God makes me known, beautiful. If he doesn't want to make me known, fine. Whatever God gives me is okay with me. His blessing is all I need and is enough. God is more than enough for me. I don't want any popularity from you. I don't want you to give me 10 million followers on Instagram and take my soul. People will come to, 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 to let you know that the way you are doing business, you can't make it that way. You know you are doing which, which year are you going to build a house? When are you going to buy a car? Come to our club. It's a club, they will call it. Nobody will say come to our course. We will introduce you. There are commissioners, there are ministers. Ah, all these people that you see that, that they are flying private jets. You, you, you think, you think, you think this is They are persuading you to sell out. 
Now, when you get to the heart of evil, you can't run away anymore. When they show you the terms and conditions, you say, ah, but you didn't tell me this. Shh. Now, you can't tell anybody. You live here, you tell anybody, you die. You have to swear. That's how some have found themselves in cults. You see them driving Prado, but they are sweating inside the Prado Jeep. They wish they could go back to status quo where they had their freedom. Where there is new wine, there is new power, there is freedom. Freedom is only found in Christ. <laughs> I may not have all the money, but man, I sleep like a baby in the night. I sleep well. There are people flying private jets today who can't sleep. There are people with multiple billions. They can't leave their city. If they travel anywhere, they must come back. They must sleep in that house, old house, in the night. Because these are the terms and conditions. People have money. They can't, they can't even enjoy the money. They kill to get the money, but now they can't enjoy the money because of the terms and conditions. At 3 a.m., some demons are coming to beat you. Is that, is that life? You will have money, but you have to be eating feces. Somebody will defecate. You go and eat it. So, someone else's feces becomes your delicacy. Very early in the morning, before daybreak, you see the man hunting for feces. Hunting for feces. Hanging around with money. Loads of money in his pocket. To offer anyone that will, act, that will permit him to eat feces. They caught one man at Songu here. By the railway. In Ibadan. Now, when people eat feces, in my hometown, dogs, it is dogs that eat feces. Dogs. You know those are local dogs. They are not Aussie. None of you who has good dogs at home will give your dog feces to eat. But some of them eat better than us human beings. Kind of chicken. When you make pap for them, I remember my uncle's dog of blessed memory. The dog is of blessed memory. They will make pap. The house that will make pap for the dog. What was the name? Silver. Silver was the name of that dog. In UI, on Parry Road, UI, my uncle was a professor. They would make pap for that dog and put milk. They dare not give him pap like that without putting milk. They put milk. You see chicken that they will serve the dog. Ah! Chicken that I only ate on Christmas Day. But in my hometown, if that dog comes to my hometown, that dog will be broke. Because the ones there is ish, ish, ish. When a child defecates like this, the mothers will say ish, ish, ish. As they say ish, ish, you see the dog galloping and coming. Coming for food. Now in the bad dog, somebody is eating feces. That means the spirit of dog is inside that person. You've seen trending videos. You've heard of stories of ladies now sleeping with dogs for 1.5 million or 2 million. Eh? It is because that person possesses the spirit of a dog. No normal human being will sleep with a dog for any amount. You see, so these are the things that happen when people listen to the devil and exchange what is normal for the abnormal. I saw a video where somebody was eating shit. Was consuming it big time. They say it's a Nigerian lady in Dubai. The person was shitting in her mouth 
and just eating it and swallowing it. What? That's not normal. It's because there's already an exchange with the spirit of mammon. So they will go to any length. I mean, the unthinkable is happening now. And somebody's still telling you, ah, Jesus, Jesus can't come now. Ah, before he comes, look, I would have built a house. I would have married. If I, I would have seen my, my children. <laughs> you have the timetable of heaven in your hands. Because if anybody ever told me five years ago, six years ago, that a time would come, 2021, right from the lockdown, 2020, 2021, 22, that a human being will eat shit. Shit. I said, never. How can that happen? It's happening now. You remember the Yahoo boys also, at some point, they were using bread to eat it. We saw a video also, somewhere in the east, maybe Enugu or somewhere. Those ones, they didn't even hide it. Broad daylight. Somebody was shitting, the other person was using bread to eat it. All in the name of money. And when the money comes, they go and buy Tokumboka. Stupid people. They can't afford a brand new brand new Chrysler or brand new Aston Martin or brand new Bugatti. They can't afford it. The devil bringing money so broke. Now, I, I normally say like a joke. If I were to do juju money like these boys, I will ask that devil. You have to give me one billion euros, one billion pounds, one billion dollars. That devil will shout. Because he can't shout Jesus. He can't call that and say, Let this man go, 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 go. Where, where will I get the money from? An exchange. Now, the point I'm making here is two people came to Abraham with two different proposals. Because when Melchizedek came and offered him bread and wine, Abraham could have turned him down. Did I tell you I was hungry? I'm just coming from about to give him bread and wine for what? I better go. If he had lacked discernment, he would have walked out on Melchizedek. And have walked out in his destiny. Because this was the priest of the Most High God. Many have walked out on their helpers of destiny because of lack of discernment. Some have fought with the people who should have introduced them to the next level of their destiny. Because of lack of discernment. Some have made friends with people that will kill them. Those who have betrayed them behind. And say, ah, that's my best friend. Ah, that's my best friend. My best friend in the whole world. Because of lack of discernment. May God give us discernment. When Abraham saw this Melchizedek, who brought bread and wine, he bowed before him and paid him tithes of oil tithe of all that they took from the world. It wasn't just personal tithe. This is like your company tithe. This is like tithing from your business. The Bible says it gave him tenth or tithe of oil. Of oil. Amen? You know you can tithe your business? You can tithe your business. When you get a huge contract or huge profit or you have a company, the income of your company, you can choose to tithe it. You are giving that company over to the Lord. You are asking the Lord to come and partner with you financially in the company. This company must not go down. Lord, 
you are a stakeholder in this company. I don't know, but I, I've heard the story of Colgate. You all know Colgate toothpaste. The man that owned Colgate in Scotland, I heard the story from another minister. He said there was a particular time that there was a fire outbreak in Scotland on the industrial estate where they were situated. And the fire almost got to their building. So his employees called him on the phone and said, Oh God, there's trouble. There's fire everywhere. And he was going to consume their own industry as well. They said the man went to his closet, went on his knees and told God. It's very simple prayer. Lord, that's your company. I learned he was a tither. And I think from what I had, I don't know how accurate it was. He was paying about maybe 40% or so, or 50%, or somebody said 90%. In any case, he was a regular and consistent tither. He told God, you own more in that company than I own. It is your company. History has it that the fire jumped his building, his entire factory, and went somewhere else and continued to do damage. This is in line with the scripture. That, and I will reprove the devourer for your sake. And he will not be able to devour the fruit of your ground. When you are a tither, you are connected to the tithe, the, 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 the tither's privilege and a covenant with God. But we have a generation of people that know more than the Bible. Who say that tithing is old covenant? I don't have time for that tonight. I will teach it soon by the grace. I've been promising. I think if it's not in the well, I want to talk about the blood essentially this month, maybe next month, I'll talk about tithing. It will liberate you. When you begin to do it with joy, you will find it as one of your most interesting adventures. Every time I want to tithe, I find it very interesting. I don't tithe in church, I tithe at home or I tithe in my office. I go on my knees to do the tithing. What I do in church is to give the tithe. But when I want to tithe, I go before the Lord rejoicing on my knees, thanking him for the privilege to do this. What I do in church is the transfer. But the actual tithing, I do it in my office or I do it at home. You don't just plunk money into the bucket like God is in need. He's not in need. He doesn't need your money. You need him for everything. Are you with me tonight? Abraham, the point is, we talked about discerning of spirits, but I'm talking about discernment now. That discernment is different from discerning of spirits. Discernment can cover you being able to discern people, you being able to discern places. In Psalm 133, I think it's verse 3, it says, There the Lord commanded the blessing. It's talking about Mount Zion. And it says, There the Lord commanded the blessing. So there is a place where the Lord commands the blessing. When you stumble on that place, it's the place of encounter. You remember now, as the dew of Ammon and as dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. He's talking about that place. So you need to be able to discern when you come to the mountain of the Lord. It always excites me when I'm reading the Bible and I see certain places called the mountain of God. And they say, he came to Horeb. He came to the mountain of God. I say, ah! Which one is the mountain of God? <laughs> there are places and there are places. Amen? In Genesis 28 and verse 16, the Bible says, Then Jacob awoke out of his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place. 
in this place. And I knew it not. Next verse. He says, surely this is the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. This place. That's the discernment of a place. There are places you should never be found dead as a child of God. Don't go there. They may invite you for a business meeting. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Check your heart. Am I supposed to be there? If you go there, you'll be in trouble. And you will say, well, but I'm a child of God. After I prayed, I confess I'm 91. That uh, anywhere I am, the Lord will cover me. No. There are places you want to go and the Lord withdraws your peace. It might not be time. It might not necessarily be a place of sin. But the Lord doesn't want you to be there at that time. Because he knows what is about to happen there. I had a very pathetic story of a young pastor who wanted to go to America. Applied for visa many times, they refused him. Applied many times, they refused him. By force, by fire, he got the visa. 2016, I was in America when they were telling the story in the church that I attended. He came to America. Few days in America, he was crossing the road. A drunk driver came and crushed him down. And that was the end of his life. And he had a little baby back in Nigeria, Lagos, Nigeria, with his wife. Very young man. The first time he ever traveled, they brought his dead body back home. Is it a sin to go to America? No! But does God want me to go now? There was a time in my life I hustled for visa. You, you know, you see, now it's going to become a business for me very soon. Because there's nothing you want to talk about visa application that I don't know. There is nothing, no. I may keep quiet if you don't ask for my advice. But there's nothing you want to talk Do you know how many visas I've got for people? Do you know how many years I've been doing visa? But I tell you, in all of those years, they refused me. I will do for my friend. I have friends in Manchester, Portsmouth, Plymouth. That UK, uh, it's just like, in fact, a time in my life, I could tell you how to get to North London from the airport. You don't need anybody to pick you. The moment you land in, you land in Heathrow, I'll tell you where to get your ticket. I'll tell you what underground lane to follow. There's Victoria Lane, there's um, Piccadilly Lane. <laughs> and I was here in Mokola. I'll be telling people how to get to Arsenal. But you know there's a place called Arsenal. You think it's just a football club. There's actually a place. I'll tell you the, the sign of the London Underground train, which they call Tube. When I went last year, eventually I didn't like it. But that time, I was much younger. I could tell you, ah, we're going by London, London map. If you cross the road, now, if you're coming from Camberwell, there's a way you can get to Peckham from Camberwell, and you're not far from Bermondsey. There's a place called Elephant and Castle. And I was in Mokola. I tried. It was like a brick wall between me and the UK at that time. I just, no visa. I tried to go to Germany. Now this time we got married with my wife. They didn't give us. But when the time came, invitations began to come from that place. There was a time I was in America. And in, from America, they were calling me to come to London. And I was the one telling them, no, I'll be too tired. The day I'll be landing in Nigeria, I had the ministration in a redeemed church in Lekki. I said, I want to go and do God's work. Don't make me come and attend the wedding in London, please. 
after that call, I looked at myself in the mirror. <laughs> if you know, me, the place I was, I was dying to go. Discernment of times and seasons. Is it your time to go? Even now that everybody is doing jack jack, even me, I'm telling people, oh, if you have a opportunity, go. Exactly, you, these young people, go. If you have opportunity, but, but, if there is a check in your spirit, stay. Ah, Pastor. <laughs> One of my friends, when I spoke to him along these lines, he's a pastor too. I said, do you have the leading of the Lord? He said, my brother, the leading will meet me on the way. <laughs> and you know, pastors, they always have a scripture for everything. So I had the scripture for him, but I didn't tell him. The scripture that came to my mind as he said that was, I being in the way, the Lord leadeth me. You know, that was what the, the servant of Abraham said. When Abraham said, go and get a wife for my son, Isaac. I don't want him to marry from these unbelievers. Go, go to my people and get a wife. The servant, Elias, as he was going, he said, I've been in the way. The Lord led me. I've been in the way. So my friend said, the leading of the Lord will meet me on the way. No. Let us not walk by sight. Let us walk by faith. So, discernment of people. You need the ability to discern. There are people you never join company with. Don't ever do business with them. They, will, they have the anointing to crash anything they touch. They will crash land that business. They will crash your life if you allow them. Whatever they touch dies. There are people that are anointed for growth. You join hands with them, whatever you do will grow. Discern! Judged by physical statistics. She has the shape. The shape. 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 Discern. 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 Discern times and seasons. Discern places. Discern people. Abraham was able to discern Melchizedek. That was why he paid tithe to him. Who taught him? God. Abraham never had a pistol pointed at his head. If you don't give me that, I will blow your head now. I know some pastors have that attitude when it comes to tithe and offering. They have that attitude. If you don't tithe, things are going to be tithe for you. And they've made the merchandise of God's people. And they've made several people lose interest in tithing. So it looks like business. And some people, when they eventually lose their job, or things are not going on well anymore, the first thing they do is to stop tithing. No, you don't stop tithing. When things are tight, that's the time you actually need to tithe. It's a privilege to tithe. God doesn't need it. You need it. You need it for the rainy day. You need it for the day that your back will be against the wall and you will make a demand on your heavenly account. Do you believe there's a heavenly account? Go to Philippians 4 and go to verse 15. So tonight I'm just doing introduction of the gifts. Next week I'll begin to teach the gifts. Philippians 4 verse 15. And you Philippians know that in the beginning of the gospel when I departed from Macedonia. I don't have it yet on the screen. I'm just quoting it from my head. I want it on the screen please. Philippians 4 from verse 15. Philippians 4 15. All right. 
Are you there, church? Now, you Philippians know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed, this was written by Paul, from Macedonia, no church communicated with me concerning giving and receiving. That's offering and whatever. But you only. For even in Thessalonica, you sent once and again unto my necessity. They were taking care of Paul as a minister of God. That's what the church should do for their pastors. It is nothing new. It opens up a channel of blessing over your life. Don't just see your pastor and be sharing dreams and visions. Pastor Goat was chasing me in my dream. When God blesses you, also share with him. And if it's a woman, share with her. Verse 17. Not be, look at what Paul said. Not, he said, not because I desire a gift. Not because I'm greedy and I want your money. I don't want your money. Not because I desire a gift. He said, but I desire that fruit may abound to your account. Which account? Which account is he talking about here? Heavenly account. Spiritual account. So as you have a physical account in the bank, you also have an heavenly account opened in your name. Paul said, when you give me a gift, it is not because I desire, I'm greedy about your gift, I want your gift. He said, but I desire fruit that may abound, that may be in abundance in your account. But I have all and abound. I am full. Having received of Epaphroditus, the things which were sent from you, they sent it to Paul. Then he said, an order of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. They gave it to Paul, but Paul said it was well-pleasing to God. So what you give to the man of God, you give to God. That's what he was saying to them. Then he said in verse 19, but my God. These were his partners, his partners in ministry. These were the people supporting him. He said, in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me but you only. Even when I was in Thessalonica, I don't know what the Thessalonian Christians were doing, but he was in Thessalonica, and these Philippian people, the Christians that Philippi, were still sending him gifts to maintain him. Then in verse 19, he said, but my God, they didn't say your God, my God. Because you have supported me. The God that called me into the ministry.